0: Psalm seventy five. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Your name is near. People tell of your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint I will judge with equity. When the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who keep its pillars steady. I say to the boastful, Do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horn, do not lift your up your horn on high or speak with insolent neck. For not from the east or from the west, and not from the wilderness, comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed. He will pour a draught from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will rejoice forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1-7 through 7. Now the wife of a member of the company of prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but a creditor has come to take my two children as slaves. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She answered, Your servant has nothing in the house except for a jar of oil. He said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, not just a few. Then go in and shut the door behind you and your children and start pouring into all these vessels. When each is full, set it aside. So she left him and shut the door behind her and her children, and they kept bringing vessels to her and she kept pouring. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. But he said to her, there are no more. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your children can live on the rest. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 16 through 25. See, I am sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them. For they will hand you over to councils and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me, as a testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you at that time. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly, I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub... How much more will they malign those of of his household? Good morning, and welcome to the fourth Wednesday after Pentecost. Uh, This morning is the third reading from Psalm 75. Um, We continue on with uh, stories about Elisha, and finally a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Um, which I think are all, yeah, all red letters. The entire thing is um, Jesus speaking to his apostles, and it's one. Um, one of the lines is one that's really important to me. Uh, a really good reminder um, that there's no cookie cutter Christians. That um, that what may be good and great for one may not necessarily be um, compelling or um, obligatory for another. And that line is the first in verse 16. I'm sending out like sheep into the midst of wolves, so be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Um, one of my frustrations with the, the civilian church, I suppose, um, I think both progressive and conservative is this expectation that, you know, you have to be kind of, you have to dress up yourself, you got to dress up your language, God forbid you should cuss, usually the objection is, oh, you're taking the Lord's name in vain, um, even though that is that is not what that verse is about. Um, and the wise as serpents and innocent as doves is a reminder that you aren't supposed to be gullible or complacent or a pushover, you're supposed to be wise, wise as serpents, not conniving or um, dishonest, but wise, even though you are also as innocent as doves. Um, So, for example, I've been going to the Capitol um, for several months, usually on a weekly basis or so, and a whole lot of emailing back and forth. Um, I am lone wolfing a campaign for Civil Rights for Soldiers and Veterans, and that isn't because I think that's the right thing to do um, to not like build a coalition and I don't know whatever all else you do, but because um, it just seems like the right thing to do and I have some free time and I'm not all that great at organizing people but i'm I think I'm quite good at organizing information and and um, distilling it into important points and stuff like that um, and some offices many offices um, as well as um, congressional committee staff, um, I'm sure their experience of me would not be that I'm uh, all that innocent. Well, they may say that, but um, I am not uh, against, um, you know, pushing if that's, you know, if that's the only, you know, thing that someone responds to. I don't think it's violent to be forceful and to pressure people. Um, And this is coming from my deep admiration for the civil rights movement of the 60s, um, led um, in large part by black veterans of World War II. Ralph Abernathy was a platoon sergeant during World War II, and he was the second in command behind Martin. In fact, when Martin was assassinated, uh, Ralph um, took over SNCC and uh, Poor People's Campaign in, what was it, 68, I think. Um, And the civil rights movement knew to push. Uh, The civil rights movement knew that you had to have an audience. And that's not something that I'm very good at. But anyway, um, there's something important that is lost if the gentility kind of factor gets cranked up. And this may be, my frustration may be born out of my time in the American South where that's especially pronounced, where, you know, uh, you kind of kill someone with kindness while you stab them in the back if you have to, um, and uh, this GI Justice stuff that I do the other day, oh shoot, yeah, yesterday, for example, um, Representative Elijah Cummings is a black man. Um, I think it was. I think he was active in the civil rights movement. I could be wrong. I don't. I have to double check his age um, and background, but. Um, he represents Baltimore, where um, where I currently reside, um, and so I, I went to him. and It turns out that he is the chairperson of the oversight committee in Congress, in the House, and that seems pretty important for getting a conversation started and creating, you know, making sure there's oversight of agencies um, to enforce civil rights for soldiers and veterans. And when I brought some ideas to his staff, they were really reluctant to take any kind of leadership. And on several of his social media platform um, uh, uh, profiles, he has himself in what looks to be a civil rights march with arms interlinked with other people. Um, and so to suddenly be immune to the demands of leadership, in civil rights when it comes to members of our military that looks kind of bad. And I'm quite explicit. I, tell, I told his the staff member that I've been working with, speaking to, I shouldn't say working with, uh, I said, uh, I'm gonna be watching your, your social media feed on July 4th. And if you tokenize veterans and soldiers, even as you're telling me you're refusing to take leadership in civil rights for soldiers and veterans, I'm gonna call you out. Uh, you know that's not appropriate that you're passing the buck to, to other houses or uh, to other offices or to other committees um, while your uh, public profile suggests that you're a leader for civil rights um, and that probably doesn't feel good um, but I'm also I don't think I'm committing any kind of moral infraction by stating quite clearly my intent and my frustration. Based on what looks like, you know, this du- duplicitous representation of I support civil rights, but only in certain circumstances. Um, and that uh, I've had uh, pushback in the past from progressive Christians who have been arrested and make a big deal about getting arrested. Um, pushback that oh, you know. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Well, you know, grunts aren't that great at kissing ass, but they you know, they, they're trained to kick ass. I mean we can do that. Um you know, there's I got plenty of piss and vinegar and research degrees in caffeine, but you know, I've I've been kind of shorted on whatever it is that <laughs> uh would normally uh provide a person the kind of sunny disposition that seems to be expected of people just because they're Christians. Um, and I don't think that the whole turning the, the tables by Jesus um, following Palm Sunday, I mean, we turn to that a lot, you know, kind of peripherally say, oh, well, Jesus gets angry. Jesus is angry a lot. Um, and Jesus is really subtle. Jesus, um, when he's taken up to the cross in the Gospel of Luke, um, he tells mourners following him, "Don't cry for me; cry for your own children." Um, I, like if that's not like a backhanded compliment or some kind of like throwing shade, I don't know what is. Um, and in in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is telling them, "Look, you're going; you you are to be sheep, and you're going to be surrounded by wolves. Um, you have to be careful." You have to be intelligent. You have to use the gifts that I'm giving you to negotiate that. You have to be wise as serpents, but don't abuse the gifts that I'm giving you. Don't, um, don't bring um, immoral uses of those gifts or talents or powers. Um, don't defame someone. Don't um, just attack them without reason. Um, but... I guarantee you, and this is me speaking, not Jesus, um, that, uh, well, I think if people are angry at you for insisting on the good, you're not the one that has something to worry about. If you're asking people or expecting people or calling people to their best selves and they don't want to, or if you're calling them to do justice, um... And walk humbly with the power and the gifts that they're given, um, and they don't like that. I don't think. I don't think that's that person's problem. I think it's the 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 person you're speaking to. So the, to use uh, Congressman Cummings' staff, um, I'm asking them to do something, and I, I've asked other members of Congress. Cummings was just recent, and he's also my representative. So I, there's a certain amount of pressure I can and should wield. Uh, uh, upon my elected representative Um, they may not like me but it's a far higher chance that they don't like me because I'm calling them to do good with the power they've given um, than it is that they're upset justifiably because I'm doing something wrong if you're hated because you're good you're probably on the path to Golgotha um Jesus didn't do anything wrong. Um, Jesus did everything right, and that was wrong for a society that preferred to have the wrong be, you know, perfectly acceptable. Um, anyway, so, I don't know, the the wisest Serpent's Innocence I think has been something that's really been important to me um, to not necessarily just accept this mold or this Um, cookie-cutter kind of faith that everybody just expects of me. And so sometimes I curse and sometimes um, I piss people off and I I make people uncomfortable knowingly um, because I'm frustrated when people don't do good with the gifts and the power that they're given. Uh, I'm frustrated when people are morally um, lazy or intellectually dishonest Um, And I'm not willing to idly sit by and not uh, use my voice and my gifts and my talents um, wisely but innocently. Um, And how that pertains to the military, I think, um, to be quite honest, I I have far less respect... Well, that's not appropriate. I am much more interested in that... kind of gritty, disheveled, um, you know, first sergeant that um, is loyal to his men and expects them to do the right, um, but also um, understands the gray areas, um, then I have admiration for the kind of goody two-shoes E4, E5 that, like, never curses and is really nice and, like, you can count on to come pick you up. Like that's great and that's needed. Um, but there's something about that um, that uh, curmudgeonliness, I suppose, that I think is not inherently bad. That can be um, that can be good, uh, so so long as it is in pursuit of the good and not in pursuit of one's self-interest. for vocation and daily work from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you declare your glory and show forth your handiwork in the heavens and in the earth. Deliver us in our various occupations from the service of self alone, that we may do the work you give to us to do in truth and beauty and for the common good. For the sake of him who came among us as one who serves, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, lives and reigns with you and the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen thank you for falling in to first formation where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of god and country if you like what you've heard i hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.